yo yo what's up everybody it's your boy isaac and this is your boy bryce and we are brothers on tennis and folks we have come around to yet another grand slam tournament we are here at the u.s open 2020 bryce how are you feeling about the u.s open and boy do we have some storylines <laughs> <laughs> we do we do i'm just ready for it to get started i mean i don't know if our listeners know but we've been here in new york for about a week and it's been great participate participating. Excuse me, I can't talk after a week anyway. <laughs> um, it's been great participating in all the activities in Fan Week. So, just for those for future years, you know, sometimes it's not always about being at the finals of the tournament. If you can come during Fan Week, it's free to get in. You have good access to the players. You can see them practice. There's a lot of activities for the family. I just think it's a it's a really good time. Absolutely. And I, I, I believe I read that they are breaking records as it relates to attendance for Fan Week. And I know with coming off of the pandemic, folks in the New York area are extremely excited about the U.S. Open really, you know, coming on again. And I think that these activities are just so great in a lead up into this Grand Slam tournament. So, yeah, it's been awesome, folks. Yeah. So, but all that being said. It's time to get the tournament started. It's time to go. And, um, and, you know, and like we always do in our preview shows, there are some spicy first round matchups. Yes. So let's, you know, take a look at some of these and, and let people know what is must see TV here in the next couple of days. So we have to start with the night match for the men. Tomorrow night. Yes. We have Australian doubles partners, Nick Kyrgios and Kokonakis yes. playing each other. What do you think about that? Special K, man. Special K from a double standpoint. I mean, honestly, it was something that definitely drew my attention when I initially opened up the draw. But overall, I think that this is a matchup that Kyrgios is going to take. I think he will be on a mission uh, to really do and repeat what he did at Wimbledon. So, unfortunately for Tanasi, I think this will be a, a very quick out, um, in my opinion. What about you, brother? Well, first of all, let me say I, I agree with you, but I have a question for you. Yeah. So, you know how we always say players that either practice together or they know each other really well? Yeah. Sometimes it seems like it benefits the lower-ranked player. Right. Do you think that there's any possibility that Kokonakis, because of his familiarity with uh, Kyrgios' game, has a shot? You, it's, it's, that's a good question. I, I, for whatever reason, though, I just feel like Kyrgios is not going to have a problem in this instance. I just think that Kyrgios, when it comes especially with his countrymen, he's just that mentality and personality that he has is like, I'm not going to let you beat me. <laughs> and we kind of even saw that in the Australian Open doubles final. Right. He was playing all season. He was like, I ain't going to let y'all beat us neither. Right. So I just, <laughs> I just feel like he's going to have a relatively straightforward time okay. with, with, with Kokonakis. Well, we will be there to see you tomorrow night. Yes. Very excited. And I hope we're in a good mood by the time that match rolls around. <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> but next, um, the next first round matchup that we wanted to talk about is we have upstart American J.J. Wolf. Uh, playing RBA, and the cool thing is we got a chance to talk to JJ the other night at the City Taste of Tennis event, and I actually asked him specifically about this match, and he said, you know, 
It's a tough one, but he came within two points of beating him the last time they played. So I think he's going in with a little bit of confidence. He should. He absolutely should. J.J. Wolf is playing some great tennis right now. Great young man, you guys. Um, Just really, really playing really strong tennis right now. So the fact that he got that close to RBA and he's experienced his game, to me, I feel like that, that bodes very well for J.J. So look out for a potential upset. Excited. And something else that's exciting for you listeners is when we talk to JJ, uh, because of course we all have that Cincinnati connection, um, he said he was more than happy to come on the show. So I look forward to that being a future interview that we do maybe sometime after the U.S. Open. Absolutely. Now, the next one is a little bit of a controversial uh, Mm -hmm. thing right now. We have PCB, who has been playing... Uh, very well, uh, Karina Busta, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, playing Dominic Team, um, 2020 champion of the U.S. Open, and they put the match on court 17. And the argument was, instead of on uh, Ash Stadium, they put Kokonakis and Kyrgios. And you have, I mean, I understand you have a previous champion. You have actually a very good matchup there. Yes. yes. But Kyrgios, people buy tickets to see Kyrgios. Yeah, he's the draw. I mean, right now, Kyrgios is the hot ticket right now. So I think they made the right choice, in in my opinion, if you want to really look at cost and things like that. And again, Dominic Team is just still trying to find his game. And, you know, I, I, I just think that, Right now, he's not the in-demand player that he was before. So, I, you know, no slight on him being a U.S. Open champion. But, again, you have to go based on current form. So, what do you think about the match? I, you know what? I think it will be a good match. Um, I think PCB is just playing some really good tennis. Because he, he, he won that 1,000-level tournament he earlier uh, this, this, uh, this summer. So, I, I feel like he is definitely going to have the confidence. And I feel like he will have the tennis shape. To get through a best three of five, right? Yeah, Dominic team is still coming back up, but but he is on the come up, which I really am excited about. But no, I think this is definitely PCB's matchup. What about you, bro? Yeah, just off of recent form, I agree with you. Um, and there's actually someone on the ladies' side we're going to talk about that I normally would not have picked her, but based upon recent form, mm-hmm. I'm going to kind of go with her. And let me just put a caveat out here. Disclaimer, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I'm not really happy with my predictions with this tournament Same. because I have my heart, yes. who I want to win matches, but then I have my tennis analyst brain, which says, based upon the data, right. this is who I should say is winning. So I don't want none of y'all sending me no hate mail <laughs> talking about how did you not pick such and such, even though I love that person, right? right. but... You know, we got to be real, right? Well, I I tell you what, and I'm glad you brought that up because I agree with you. I have the same struggle with my predictions. Mm -hmm. What I will say is I will clarify when I've made a decision based on my tennis analyst hat versus my heart. Same. Because I've I've definitely interwoven those two things in my predictions this time around. Right, right. It was a toughie. So here, Isaac, I'm going to actually throw three at you real quick and give me your thoughts on these. And at the... You know, maybe a casual fan would not think that these are blockbuster first-round matches, but I think for people that follow the game, they are interesting matchups. Yeah. Uh, the three are Bublik versus Gaston, mm-hmm. 
Krajanovic versus Dimonor, mm-hmm. and Nishioka versus Davidovich Fokina. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll start bottom up. I think that the Nishioka Davidovich Fokina is a really good matchup because both of them are grinders and they have they've been in relatively good form. So it's going to be, in my eyes, a toss-up in that particular matchup. I could easily see that one going five. Yes. But my expectation mm-hmm. would be that Davidovich Fokina would come out of that. Because Correct. to me, he's to me has the stronger play. Mm-hmm. He's the more consistent, in my opinion. It's letting his brain. If his brain doesn't get in his way, as it has in <laughs> matches in the past, he really should get through that one. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Um, Krajanovich Dimonar... That one again, similar matchup, similar styles, but there's just something about the demon, man. I yeah. I just like his fight, man. He is just he's gritty and he knows how to win when he needs to. Mm-hmm. And so I fully expect him to get through that matchup. I think that one will go either straight sets or likely four. Oh, okay. I'll give Krajanovic a set, but I don't think that one will go five. And the last week, last one, of course, you've got Bublik, which is our boy Rick's guy, <laughs> right. and uh, and uh, Gaston, who is uh, the French French guy. Just you know, a lot of good talent there. That one is going to be a really interesting one to me, I, because Gaston is crafty, whereas Bublik is got a lot of power, big serve, big strokes, and very creative. Sometimes mm-hmm. too creative. Right. Um, so I, I, I it, that one is a hard one to, to call. I, I don't even know. It depends on which one comes out on the court and what they what their strategy is. Right. So yeah, I don't know how to call that one, bro. I just want to remind the listeners and Rick <laughs> <laughs> that when Bublik was having his little run this summer, yeah, I said a joke. Uh-huh. I don't know if you even remember Isaac. Mm. And my joke was, yeah, but he'll get in the first round against Gaston and lose. <laughs> you actually, I said that. that. <laughs> so the fact that they are matched up in the first round. <laughs> and if Gaston wins, <laughs> you will have mad predicted. And like I said, I th- you might just be spot on. Yeah, yeah, because you you nailed it on the head. I mean, obviously, I think Bublik is the the larger talent, but he's very curious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, you never know which one's coming to the court that day. And when you have a grinder and a, another guy who's actually very talented, um, like Gaston. You don't know what might happen. Uh, you know, Bublik might get himself in a position where he feels like he has to overpower him, right. and he starts going for too much, Correct. and then he gets himself in trouble. Yeah, so. I agree. I agree. Yeah, that one is definitely a very popcornish match. Right. You ain't know. You don't know where it's gonna go. Right. Probably right. from point to point. Y'all. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so next one. This is another one, Isaac. Where maybe your casual tennis fan won't see this as a strong first-round matchup, yeah. but Andy Murray against Sarundalo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I particularly kind of saw that one and said, you know what, this could be Murray's opportunity to take that seed, that mm. twenty, because I think he's 24th seed, if, yes. I, if I'm not mistaken. And and like I said, Sarundalo is a great player. He's He had mad results on the clay earlier mm-hmm. this season, but this is a hardcore tournament, Correct. and it's a grand slam. <laughs> So I believe Andy, and it's the first round, so you're getting a fresh Andy Murray. Mm-hmm. I feel like with all of those t- intangibles, if you will, I think I think Andy comes out of that in probably straight sets, oh. if not four. Okay. I really believe he, he will come out and will will really dominate that matchup. Okay. Yeah. All right. What about you? You think anything on that? Um, I'm going to say experience is definitely on Murray's side, so I think he will figure out 
a way to win, even if he gets himself in trouble. Right. And it's first round, so he, you know that vibranium hip should not be taxed too much yet. Exactly. So I agree with you. I think Murray comes through through that one for sure. Gotcha. Uh, another matchup where we have maybe some current form stuff going on is Gofan. I mean, we hadn't heard from him in a minute. I thought he was off. <laughs> In that sailboat with like <laughs> with Don Johnson and Philip Thomas and you know Roseanne Barr, but uh, apparently he has found his game recently. Yeah, yeah. And Musetti has kind of been on a struggle in the last year. So, what are you thinking about that matchup? That to me is a really good matchup because you know again, like you said, Musetti has been kind of up and down, a bit mm-hmm. inconsistent, I figure, but he is a talented young man for sure. Mm-hmm. And and Goffin definitely has a great game. I mean, he is he has always played some great matches, has a lot of experience. I guess for me, I feel as though Musetti will, will be able to figure out his way through that matchup. I think that it will go... I, I, I feel like it will likely go the distance, okay. but I think that Musetti will end up pulling it up in five. Yeah. Yeah. And something else that may, may play into this, I mean, Gofan, you know, obviously it's not a spring chicken on the tour. Right. And um, he did have to qualify. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know how those additional matches will play in on his body. That's right. Uh, for, for this. Now, I know you want to talk about this next one. <laughs> um, because these are two of your faves. Yeah. Uh, we have Dimitrov. Yes. Who... I'm not even sure injury-wise if anything is going on with him. Yeah. And he's playing uh, American Stevie Johnson, Stevie. who we love. Yeah. What's so your cool. thoughts? You know, I, yeah. And, and they've played each other a, a few times. And for whatever reason, I believe Stevie has the edge on Dimitrov, Dimitrov which is kind of a surprising stat to me. I don't, you know, I, I always feel like, you know, folks can pick on Stevie's backhand. Right. But I guess with Grigor, he tends to have challenges with his backhand. And if you mm-hmm. compare slice to slice, oh, Stevie will slice Dimitrov <laughs> under the carpet. So, so, and in truth, I don't know that I see it being any different this time around. I'm okay. actually predicting Stevie to get through that matchup. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And like I said, because Dimitrov just had to retire um, in the tournament last week. That's right. So we don't know physically where he's at. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> so keeping it moving, we have the the hot boy, not like Missy Elliott hot boy. I mean, like, <laughs> meaning he's been playing really well all this year. Um, Alcaraz against yeah. another strong upstart, Baez. Baez, yes. That will be a, a, a repeat of the, uh, what what do they call the tournament at the end of the year? For oh, the, the uh, kids. Is that the next gen? Next gen, Mm -hmm. yeah, the next gen. They played each other in the next gen uh, in 2021. So, of course, familiar with with each other, very similar. In fact, probably the same age. Um, To me, uh, Baez, excuse me, Mm -hmm. has really had really great results this year. I mean, he performed well on the clay. I think he has a really good hardcore game. Um, But as we know... Alcaraz has taken it to yet another yeah. level. Top five. Top five. So I I don't think that he will have too much trouble with Sebastian Baez in this particular um, matchup. I think it will be, I would be surprised if it goes four sets. Right. And I agree with you. I, I think uh, that's going to be the case, especially on the hard, hard courts. Exactly. I think Alcaraz is stronger on the hard courts. If this was on clay, yeah. I think it would be a much uh, tighter contest. Absolutely but. agree. 
Now, this next one is interesting. We have Diego Schwartzman, who everybody loves, yes. and we were excited we got a chance to snap a pic with him leaving Cincinnati in the airport. Right. Um, but he's playing Jack Sock, and I saw earlier in the week Jack Sock's practice with Nick Kyrgios, and when he was leaving the court, and this is before the draw came out, okay. Schwartzman was coming on the court next, okay. and clearly they were very friendly with each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, they seemed to be friends. Um Schwartzman uh, had a good win in Cincinnati over Karatsa. Yes. Um, we know he's very consistent, but Jack has the weapons. Right. Uh, but Jack has not been playing particularly well in the singles. So how do you see this one playing out? You know, what it, what it boils down to for me is if this were best two of three, mm-hmm. I would vote for Jack. Okay. But given that this is the best three out of five, I think from a conditioning standpoint and a consistency mm-hmm. standpoint, I think Diego gets through this matchup. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, it's a good one, though, man. I saw that one. I was like, yes, I will <laughs> definitely be tuned in to watch some Sock and Schwartzman. Right. I love that matchup. But, right. yeah, I feel like Diego's going to be able to outlast Jack. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next one is actually the one I hate the most mm. of all the first-round matchups mm-hmm. uh, because it's two Americans, and it's two Americans <sighs> that I actually like. Yes. <laughs> I just, just let that marinate right there. Um, we have, we have Tiafo versus Jerome. Yeah, gosh, I I was very disappointed when I saw that matchup for the first round um, because you're right. I mean, really, really enjoy and like both of those guys and and just enjoy their energy and everything. I think from an overall matchup standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely will see this one going four sets, mm-hmm. um, if not the distance. Okay. Um, I believe that Tiafo will get past Giron. Mm-hmm. He's had a really good season, Giron. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like, again, when you think talk about weaponry, yeah. Tiafo has that finishing power that yeah. I don't believe Giron possesses. Right. He's a grinder. He hits great shots. Right. Has an overall great game. But I just think Tiafo has an edge up in all of the different areas from movement and athleticism, mm-hmm. serve, forehand, eh, backhand, I think they might be the same. But again, because of all those other things, Tiafo right. should be able to get through that match. Right. What do you think? Well, and I agree with you, and I think a big difference here in this matchup is the influence of Wayne Ferreira as the coach of Tiafo. One of the issues that we had with Francis back in the day was shot selection. Correct. So, a uh, Giron would be a problematic opponent back then because Giron's going to get balls back. Correct. Right? He's not going to make a lot of unforced errors, and we would be a little suspect sometimes of some of Francis's shots. To me, Francis has cleaned that up a lot. Very much. And he can endure, and he has a good rally tolerance now. So with the rally tolerance and the weaponry that he has and – He's more of a big match player, I would say. Right. I agree with you. I think uh, Tiafo has the edge here. Yeah. Yeah. Good matchup, man. Right. Definitely tune in for that one, y'all. Right. <laughs> now, of course, you know, it wouldn't be a first round without having a crazy versus crazy. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, right. <laughs> you just got called got call like I see call it. Called like I see it, man. Uh, Fonini and our boy Karatsa. Yeah. Yes, yes, mental and mental. I saw that and just laughed. I was like, "Okay, who's going to who's going to explode first? Let's just figure that one out." Right. Um, I 
and honestly, I don't really know how to call that one. Mm-hmm. I really don't because both of them have a, a just they can hit out. I mean, right. both of them. I mean, we always talk about Karatsev and those laser ground strokes. Mm-hmm. But don't sleep on Fognini. Fognini will slap a winner in a minute. Yes. Ask, yes. ask Rafael on the dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so with that being said, I honestly don't know who to pick on that one. Because I think it will be who will be able to stay the most level-headed mm-hmm. during the matchup. Yep. I honestly think that person will win. Right. Because to me, they're they're pretty much equally, you know... I yeah, agree. they're pretty much equal. So I agree with you. Do you think the surface gives Karatsev a bit of an edge? It should because mm-hmm. we know that Fognini does very well on clay. He, mm-hmm. he is uh, he has proven that because he's beaten a doll on clay. <laughs> so um, I agree with you. I think that it should lend itself to Karatsev. But again, mm-hmm. I think that mental piece is just so big. It's right. whoever can mentally keep themselves together, I think, will win that match. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And that's something we won't be able to tell until they actually <laughs> get on the court. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because uh, anything can set either one of them off. Right. Right. Yeah. And then speaking of Nadal, this is our last one. And I know people, your casual fans out here, you don't even have to be a casual fan. Uh, you're looking at, you know, Nadal playing uh, Rinky Hijikata. Yeah. Um, and, and Hijikata is a wild card because, you know, the United States has this uh, wild card trading thing right. between the Australian Open and the U.S. Open. So he got a wild card from Australia. Right. But we know and have met and have interviewed Rinky in Southern California because right. he has played um, at a tournament under the Pete Brown Jr. tennis program with our guy Marty Woods Marty. there. That's right. Um, so he's a great guy, and we're excited. And this is his first main draw exactly match. So we have interest because we know him. Correct. But when you talk about the matchup, yeah, it's it's it was very very disappointing to see that Rinky was placed in the first round against mm-hmm. Nadal. That's going to be a very <laughs> very very tough day in the office for him. Right. Um, but the fact that again he made his first main draw at a Grand Slam tournament, and again the experience of being out there playing, mm-hmm. you know, the on Arthur Ashe, on Arthur Ashe mm-hmm. the top, you know, as far as uh, singles uh, Grand Slam champions go, that that is Nadal. Right. So so to me, I think Rinky needs to go into this just with a a a mindset of enjoy the experience. Yeah. You know. Measure your game against the top mm-hmm. and see where you come out and, and just really enjoy that experience. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I agree with you uh, for sure. So those were our first round matchups for the men that we found intriguing for one reason or the other. Yes. Um, let's talk about our actual predictions yes. uh, going through the tournament. Yes. So typically with the Grand Slams, we start off our predictions in the quarterfinal round. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a look at the top half. Yes, yes, the top half. Woo! Um, <laughs> I'm, for me, the top half is really heavy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really a tough, tough area there. Um, you know, so... <laughs> it's, it's already tough. So, I've got Kyrgios coming through okay. to the quarters. And I have him actually beating Medvedev to get there, of course. Okay. Um, that one was a tough one. I was going back and forth, back and forth, but I'm going to stick with it. I think Kyrgios is just on one right now, right. and I think that he will make that happen. Um, I actually have um, Pablo Carina Busta 
coming through to play him in the quarters. Oh. I have him actually taking out Felix. I so wanted to have Felix in there, but I just feel like PCB, from an overall consistency standpoint, will be able to outlast FAA. Okay. I really do. So so I've got a curious PCB in the first quarter, and the other quarter I have Sissipas okay. taking out Berrettini okay. to get there, and I have Fritz taking out Rude. To oh. get to the quarterfinals. So those are my four quarterfinalists on the top half. Curios, PCB, Pass, and Fritz. How about you? This is so funny. We are almost exactly opposite. Oh, really? Yes. Well, wow. That's a first, folks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> almost. We only have one that's the same. Um, I have Medvedev coming through on Curios, And like you, I mean, that's a crazy matchup, right? Uh, there's a gazillion reasons why you could pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. The reason why I chose Medvedev over Akirios is a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, as defending champion, I think Medvedev's going to come in, and, and especially Djokovic not being here either, mm-hmm. I think he's kind of coming in with attitudes as my house. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. And I'm number one player in the world. I'm defending champion. The person that would probably challenge me the most uh, is not here. Right. And let's get this going. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, the other reason is because Medvedev and Kyrgios played recently. Mm-hmm. And Kyrgios edged him out. And when I listened to the press conference afterwards, Medvedev was very much like, I understood why I lost. Mm. You know? Uh, and he said, honestly, there were a few points where I didn't, you know, I wasn't aggressive enough. or whatever. I think knowing how methodical Medvedev is, mm-hmm. I think it's more important that for him that he lost that match and now has a strategy right. of what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But on the flip side, you could say because Kyrgios just beat him, he might go in with some extra confidence. Right. So right. either way, that's a popcorn match that for is. sure. Absolutely. And um, we'll look for that. I had, meeting them, I had FAA okay. taking out PCB. The reason being, and you're right, PCB has I mean, he just won his first, you know, thousand-level series tournament, and that's a huge accomplishment. I just feel on the surface, Felix has an edge. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he'll be a little more offensive, and that... I think it's going to be a tight match. This is not going to be a blowout one way or the other. But I kind of put my chips in FAA's corner for that reason. Yeah. Uh, I took, actually, Berrettini. Oh, okay. Over, over CeCe Pops. I struggled with that one. Yep. And let me tell you why. I almost didn't even have CeCe Pops there. Mm. Because mm-hmm. I really struggled with selecting him over Cressy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I saw that, that potential matchup. That's right. right. So I'm thinking there's a chance that CeCe Pops does not even make the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is CeCe Pops, and he did have a good win recently. So I gave him... The benefit of the doubt and said he'll figure it out against Cressy. Right. But I think that's going to be a grueling match for him. Mm-hmm. And I think when he gets to Berrettini, you know, Berrettini who doesn't have quite as big a serve as Cressy, but still a huge serve. Right. But is much stronger on the ground. On the ground strokes, for sure. So, I went there. We both agreed on Fritz. Okay. But I didn't have Fritz coming in over Rude. I had him coming over Paul. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of, you know, because, you know, Tommy Paul's our, our boy. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to root for him. Honestly, I struggle with whether or not Tommy's going to get past Corda. I saw that. That's, I saw that that was yeah. my potential 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's why I just was like, let me take the safe route and just go with, with Casper. Right. <laughs> but no, I, I like the fact that, that you had Tommy going forward. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's another one, y'all, that's coming on our show in the fall. So. That's right. See, we do love the Americans. Yeah, we do. Us. Come on. Right. <laughs> All right, so uh, I guess I'll go first in yes. on the bottom. Yes. So I have in the first quarter, center. Uh, taking out Herkich. Mm-hmm. Then I have Alcarez taking out Chilich. Okay. Then I have Nori taking out Rublev. Mm. And then I have Nadal taking out Tiafo. Okay. Well, I tell you what, yeah, our predictions are definitely different this year. <laughs> um, but this time we had two. Oh, okay. All right. uh, this time, well, wait a minute. Yes, this time we had two. Okay. So I match you in center. I do, and you know how much I I, I love Hubie. Right. But I feel like something's going on with him right Mm -hmm. now. I'm not quite, don't quite have it pinned down, but I don't feel like he's on his game like he was before. So I think center's going to take Hubie out this time around. So I have him with you. I actually... (laughs) No. I do, and I'm sorry, but I, I... and. This was a tough one for me. I actually have Churich taking out Chilich. Wow. I think Churich is going to beat Alcaraz. I, oh, I, wow. I, I feel like Churich is on one. He's got wins against Nadal. He just took this 1,000 level. I just feel like he is on one, and he is not going to be scared of no Carlos Alcaraz. He's going to be like, look, son, <laughs> I done done some big things over the last few weeks, and I'm not scared of you. And I just... And I haven't really heard about Alcaraz this summer that much. Right. And and so that, that kind of concerns me. So mm-hmm. I don't know where he's at and where his game is at. So because of that, I, I'm, I'm going with Church. I'm going with Church. I know Chad will be happy to hear that. <laughs> exactly, right? All right. Um, I actually have Rublev coming Ooh. through because okay. I think Rublev is going to play and take out Isner. Oh. I have Isner taking out Cam Nord. Oh wow! I okay, do. I okay. Do. I just Isner just with all that height, you just never know what he's going right. to be bringing to the court sometimes. And I just, for whatever reason, I just think that that will be a rough matchup for okay. for, for Cam. So I have him coming through there, but then I have Rublev coming through Isner to make it to that quarter. Okay, but I do match you one hundred percent on the Nadal Nadal Tiafo. Okay. I have Nadal coming through uh, with Tiafo. All right, yeah. So your four semifinalists are who again? Center. Churich, Rublev, Nadal. All right. I mean, uh, not semifinals. Yeah, the quarterfinals. Yeah, and yours are? Center, Alcaraz, Nori, and Nadal. There you go. Okay. So my question is, who are your four semifinalists? All right. My four semifinalists will start bottom and go back up. So I have Churich taking out center. I know. I have Nadal taking out Rublev. So I see another. I see the matchup from Cincinnati happening again. Wow, that would be I good do. though. I would. I, I would like to see that actually. I definitely want to see that for sure. And up top, I have Kyrios taking out PCB, and I actually have Cicipas taking out Fritz. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So if it goes to form, my draw is going to be absolutely 
blown up if, if, <laughs> if, if, if what you're saying happens, and it's very, very possible that it will. Well, one of our drawings is going to be blown up, because we're not picking the same people, so somebody's going to look like a genius, and somebody's going to look like a stump. Yes. So to you, sir, who are your semifinalists? Okay, so once again, going bottom up, mm-hmm. I have Nadal taking out Nori, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have Alcarez taking out Center. Gotcha. So I have... Papa Spain versus Spain boy <laughs> playing each other in the semifinal. Nice. And then up top, I have Berrettini taking out Fritz. Mm, okay. And Medvedev taking out FAA. Gotcha. And so, yes. All right. Well, my final mm-hmm. um, is the matchup that we did not get to see at Wimbledon. Ah. So I have Kyrgios versus Nadal in the final. I would love to see that. And I have Nadal winning 23. Love to hear it. That's that, How about you, sir? I, and see, this is where we talk about the emotional versus the brain. Like, mm-hmm. I would want that scenario. Yeah. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. But what I said going to happen <laughs> is I have Medvedev taking out Berrettini okay. in the semis. And I have Nadal taking out Alcaraz. Gotcha. Dungeon Boy. <laughs> Shout out to you, Linnell. Um, and I have Medvedev beating Nadal in the finals. Oh, okay, getting number two. New right. US Open number two. He'll okay. make him plant that foot a whole bunch. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So this is going to be interesting for us to follow because, you know, I think it's interesting that we have such different selections um even though our selections are pretty similar through the round of 16 right right um so yeah i'm excited for that i am as well so the mid fortnight show will be really really interesting (laughs) (laughs) because that of course folks is where we go from the quarters yep to the end of the tournament exactly (laughs) so let's take a look at the ladies and and you know we can't even start talking about matchups until we mention you know, we think, we're not 100% positive, but we think this may be the final professional tennis tournament of the Queen, yes. the GOAT, uh, Serena Williams, um, Isaac, just thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's bittersweet, of course. Um, I, I, yeah, I no one wants to, to, to see Serena wave goodbye. But right. um, but I tell you what, Bryce, looking at the draw, though, she's she's got, in my eyes some potential okay yeah mm-hmm. i think the draw in my opinion was very kind to her so okay. let's keep our fingers crossed that that she can kind of deal with mm-hmm. all of the weight that she will have to, to 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 carry and be able to play some good tennis what about you what are your thoughts yeah i mean how do you say goodbye to you know maybe like nadal said just yesterday not the greatest woman tennis player ever but maybe the greatest tennis player right ever um you know it's gonna be you know we're glad that we'll be there and able to see the match live in person tomorrow night um but um i'm gonna miss her and i'm gonna miss just even when she hasn't been playing you have in the back of her mind though that she's still coming back right and then you know that she's not coming back so um we are, um, FYI, on the grounds, we are interviewing people and getting their thoughts on what Serena Williams and her career has meant to them, uh, and we're going to compile it all, um, and we're going to get it to the Williams family. Uh, so, if you are on site, 
mm-hmm. uh, catch up with us if you want to give kind of your your testimonial there on what Serena has meant to you. But uh, we're going to honor her the way she deserves to be honored. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we will start there. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that match tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, Serena event against Kovinich. Yes. And, you know, we are thinking this is a winnable match for Serena. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like as long as she didn't get pitted against, again, one of those top ten ladies, Serena definitely has a chance. And we've seen her play singles, like I said, throughout the summer. And she, of course, doesn't look like former Serena, but right. she looks good. Mm-hmm. And honestly, against someone like a Kovinich, I feel like she should be able to work her way through it. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it will all depend on that weight of, right. you know, what she is carrying. This could potentially be her last professional yeah. tennis match. I, I have no idea how that will manifest itself. But if you're just judging it based on Karina, Serena's form mm-hmm. as of late versus this opponent, I feel like she should win. Yeah, I, I and we're hoping yes. that she wins. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's awesome. And although we're not going to talk doubles uh, on this episode, because uh, the draws are, are hopefully coming out today, Yes. Uh, we did hear that Venus and Serena did uh, accept a wild card into the doubles, which has made like the world happy. <laughs> um, so even if she were to lose this match, we'll see her again with Venus. Uh, on the devil's court. And we think, in all honesty, not just being fanboys here, but why can't they win the double? Why double's not? Title? Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Agree completely. All right. So, moving on up, we have a- a- another interesting match. We have Muhova, who we always think about from a talent standpoint. She's yeah. got the potential to win anytime she steps on the court. Yeah. And then you have Tomlanovich, who is having her best waiting to exhale moment. Um, <laughs> she has been playing really well this summer. Got a chance to meet her uh, this week at the Tennis Channel mm-hmm. event. Just sweet, sweet woman. Nice. Um, what are your thoughts with that one? That one will be a very, very good matchup. I, I don't know if Muhova is fully back because right. she's been dealing with injuries, it seems, this entire season. Since right. the beginning of the year. Um, and in a normal situation, I would give her kind of the edge, mm-hmm. but because I don't know the form she's in, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Aya uh, Tomjanovic is going to come through that one. I'm How thinking the same thing. Yeah. I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. Once again, like I said in the beginning, I decided to go the direction of what current form right. was, right. And, and that leaned in uh, Aya's uh, way. Mm-hmm. Next interesting first round, Donna Vekic and your girl, Cooter. Cooter. <laughs> yeah, I listen, I think Vekic is very much um, like a Kanepi in the mm. sense that she is always looking for scalps. <laughs> right. Always. And Donna Vekic has a big game. She is a competitor. Mm-hmm. And that is not going to be an easy matchup against Kudermatova. So I actually think Vekic gets the, gets the win here. How about mm-hmm. you? I think so, too. Yeah. I just think she's more composed in these type of situations as a singles player. Yeah. Um, so, agree there. Mm-hmm. This is one that maybe people won't see as that intriguing, but we've got Mama Maria. Yes. Uh, against Sakari. Yes. And the reason why this is interesting to me, Isaac, mm-hmm. Sakari has not really been on one lately. No, no. There's always those mental things that come up with Sakari. Mm-hmm. And as we saw at Wimbledon, Tatiana Maria is a competitor. 
She yes. she is a mother. She is like I know how to get it done, mm-hmm. and I know how to to get gritty if I need to. And that is going to be an interesting first round. I right. believe you a hundred percent. Right. So, you know, you know, if you were putting your money on it, I, I assume you would put it on Sakari, but just don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what's up. <laughs> Now, for the match, well, they'll be handing out helmets um, <laughs> as you enter the stadium. We've got Yastrzemska, who, who has Sasha back in her camp now. I did not hear that. Yes. I didn't realize that. Okay. So Sasha Biden, nice. uh, he's back in her camp, nice. playing Madison Keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madison actually has had some really good form she of has. And um, she started off the year really great. I, you know, I think... They didn't play each other during the uh, Billie Jean King Cup, but I do feel like they have similar styles and Mm -hmm. they are very aggressive and whoever gets, you know, first shot goes. Um, I I just feel like Madison is going to have the edge there. She's playing a bit more controlled these days. Okay. A bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And and even with Sasha being back in Yastrzemska's camp, I just don't know that she will have the form that will be able to take out a key. So I'm, I'm going to put my coins on keys on that one. I, I would do the same thing. Yeah. And then remember, Yastrzemska is from the Ukraine. Yes. So you just still never know how that impacts exactly. those players. Yeah, very true. All right, now let's talk about our other queen. Oh, yeah. Come on. We Now, now I'm not trying to get overly hyped here, but <laughs> Venus has actually looked pretty good yes. from what we've seen this summer. And I think... Van Utvank is a winnable match for her. One of my favorite names. Van Utvank. Utvank. <laughs> I like that. But you're exactly right, Bryce. I think Venus has a incredible shot to get through this match. And I expect her to, to be very honest with you. Because mm-hmm. unlike Serena, Venus ain't said nothing about this but her last match. No. Nope, Venus a, good. <laughs> as a matter of fact, we've heard recently that Venus is on the schedule to play two more tournaments That's later right. this year. That's right. So, so yeah, I don't expect Venus to have any nerves. I expect her to go into this matchup thinking, I'm about to take take her out. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you are 100% correct. Yes. <laughs> with yes. that. Um, whew. I know. <laughs> All right, y'all. We hate when our faves play each other. Yes. But yes. we know you can't avoid it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we have, you know, who we're hoping is a future queen for us. Yes. Uh, name Naomi Osaka. Yep. Um, playing De- Danielle Collins. Yes. Now, Danielle has been kind of up and down. I know she's had some injury issues. Right. Um, but Osaka has been up and down, mm-hmm. you know, and... with some things, you know. Who's coming to the court most composed? Yeah, that that's going to be the question. Um, I, and honestly, I, I don't know of the two of them, mm-hmm. to be very honest with you. I haven't seen Danielle play. Not sure how her injuries are at this point, if she's 100%, 90%. You know, Osaka's been dealing with her injury issues mm-hmm. as well, even though she's gotten out there and played some relatively good matches. Mm-hmm. I still feel like the match she played against Coco was a very good that match. That was a good match. So I'm leaning towards Osaka winning this match because I just haven't seen enough from Danielle but you know love both of those ladies and Mm -hmm. and and just want the best for them I would also add you know I do think it counts that she's won this tournament twice yes and um I posted actually last night her press conference okay and she seems to be in a good space right now which is always a good thing. that's always a good thing so uh, I agree with you I think Osaka has the edge there Mm mm-hmm 
Now, here's the funny thing, this next matchup. Okay. This is like the black and white version of the same play. <laughs> I mean, we have Taylor Townsend, who, yes. number one, we're very excited to see her back out on the court. Absolutely. With the immense uh, level of talent that she has, mm-hmm. uh, playing uh, Kova, yeah. who we know gets out there and gets after it. Yes. And uh, is a very aggressive player, great mm-hmm. net skills, good serve, hell of a doubles player. Correct. Um... What happens here? Oh, man, I wish I knew. Um, I am going to lean to Taylor's side because okay. I feel like she's been playing good with good form um, of late. Sinyakova is, is someone that I feel, and I even mentioned this to you a while back, I feel like she is underachieved mm-hmm. from a singles perspective. And I just don't know that I've seen enough advancement in that area for my mindset to have changed. Okay. I, I, I like what I see out of Taylor. And I think that Taylor will be able to handle her and, and, and the game she brings mm-hmm. on, on that day. So I'm, I'm thinking Taylor gets through this. How about you? Once again, I'm hoping you're right. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those that I struggle from a tennis analysis standpoint versus where my heart is. My heart wants Taylor to win for sure. Right. Uh, even though I do like Sankova. I mean, yeah. I oh, yeah. do like her. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think you may have hit the nail on the head, you know, on her. Now, look. <laughs> if you got out there and snuck up and won a Grand Slam hmm. and you might have any feelings of being nervous of defending all these points hmm. who you do not want to play no. is Alizé Cornet. Correct. <laughs> so for all you Radicanu fans I'm just going to say if you're in New York, you might want to try to catch this first match. <laughs> yeah, because because Emma's gonna have to come into that match ready mm-hmm. with her mind right and 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 her game right because Alize is not one to play with. She has beaten Serena on uh, multiple occasions. She likes the big moment. She mm-hmm. likes scalps. Right. And this, to me, will be a big challenge for her in a good way. Mm-hmm. So I agree with what you're saying, Bryce. If y'all are Ron- Ronakano <laughs> fans, y'all need to be trying to check your girl out in this first round because this might be the one, the last one that you see. And and right. but given Bryce, mm-hmm. she showed out in Cincinnati. She did she played great matches against Serena, against Azarenka. She was in great form. Mm-hmm. But it is very different when you are coming to defend two thousand points. And you got someone like an Alizé Cornet in the first round. Yeah. She's going to have to be right. Otherwise, Alizé is going to get yet another scout. Yes, she is. Sam. Uh, yes, she is. You, I mean, your analysis and breakdown of that was just perfect. <laughs> perfect. And then just one more. Yeah. We have Muguruza, who hasn't been in the best form at all. No. Uh, she was serving up those margaritas good, though, <laughs> on Thursday night at the That's City right. Taste of Tennis. That's right. With... Um, <laughs> Eva Longoria. Uh, Eva Longoria, <laughs> yes. So her wrist looks strong. Uh, but anyway, she she is playing Clara Townsend, yeah. who is, um, look, she's like a big babe tennis, mm-hmm. Lindsay Davenport mm-hmm. kind of thing and yeah. can kind of rip the cover off the ball. Yeah. Is this going to be a problem for Muguruza? It will definitely be a problem for Muguruza because, again, since she won the championships at the end of last year, she has not been in good form this year. I don't know what's been going on, if it's been injury or if it's just been, you know. Margaritas. It's been margaritas. There you go. (laughs) But, yeah, she, 
I, I feel like this is definitely a she's at risk because Claire Towson is a she can play yes. and she can hit that ball. And if Mugu's not right, she will be saying adios to the U.S. Open 2020. <laughs> right. Just saying. So, yeah. So, once again, listeners, we've just gone through a slew of matches that are all first round matches on both the men's and the women's side. Uh, all y'all that work from home. <laughs> just saying <laughs> keep your good eye out on That's that TV right. in the corner <laughs> you've got some good tennis coming up here the yes. next couple of days yes you do <laughs> so Isaac let's go ahead and jump into our predictions yes yes and um, do you want to take the top uh, half there sure sure um, so basically oh well I'm already starting off spicy <laughs> I, I, you know and I know that we have a very, very strong number one player. She's been on a mad win streak or was on one and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But with all of that being said, I actually have Anna Samova taking out Iga Sviatek to get to the quarterfinals on the top half. Mm-hmm. And who I have her playing is Pagula. Okay. I think Pagula will take out Kvitova. To get to her quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. In the other quarter, I have Bedosa versus Benchich, and I actually have Benchich coming through that one. Okay. And the last one I have, and this is where, okay, I'm gonna put it out here and just say about <laughs> head versus heart. Mm-hmm. I have Rabakada actually playing Taylor Townsend. Wow. I think Taylor Townsend will make the round of 16. Wow. Yes. Yes. I have new mom, Taylor Townsend, yes. to make a round of 16. Right. I do have Rabakina getting to the quarters. Okay. But that was the heart vote. I think Taylor has the right draw mm-hmm. to be able to get to the round of 16. Oh, wow. So those are my four. We ain't nothing. <laughs> I love it. No, I think this is good. Well, actually, that's not true. Okay, we have two of the same, but we we have them getting there different ways. Different ways, got it. So up top, I have Sriatek playing Anna Samova. Okay, I was just feeling like the experience of Sriatek in the majors gives her an edge over Anna Samova. Okay, uh, even though Anna Samova has made it to the semifinals of Roland Garros, mm-hmm. so she's been that far before. Right. Uh, Sriatek, I mean, she knows she's number one in the world. This is a good surface for her. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, let's just say, I wouldn't be like totally surprised if Anna Samova won. Right. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call Sriatek. Sounds good. I agree with you that uh, Pagula gets through. Mm-hmm. I have her coming in over Kvitova. Okay. And um, so she would meet up with Sriatek. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that Benchich gets through. <laughs> okay. But I have Benchich coming through over Azarenka. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, this is where I thought you were going, <laughs> with my whole heart versus, you know, my mind. I actually have that fourth spot going to Osaka, her coming through over Rabakana. Oh. And let me just briefly say why. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling that with all of the attention right now being on the Williams sisters, yes, this helps Osaka. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's less pressure on her, less stress, the whole nine. Right. I think she also has in the back of her mind that she is a two-time champion right. here. Right. Um, but 
I was in Rabakana's press conference, mm -hmm. and Rabakana talked a lot about the distractions right now mm. uh, off court. Okay. After having won Wimbledon. Gotcha. Um, so, and even being a little salty about some of the, how do I put it, um, additional responsibilities she has now mm -hmm. that kind of takes away from practice and right. all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and we all know that's the case. That's, that, yeah, that, that, that happens with anyone. You, yeah. So I did not, and although we met her at the airport yeah, and she yeah. was sweet as could be, yeah. and actually I liked her coach and everything, mm -hmm. I did not walk away feeling like she was in the strongest mental hmm. place. Gotcha. Uh, and that might help Osaka. Gotcha. Makes sense. So anyway, gotcha. those are my thoughts. Okay. Now, from the bottom half of the draw, just mm -hmm. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Yep. The very first one I hate, which is I have Halep coming through over Coco Golf. Mm, okay. I want, let me make it real clear to all the listeners before y'all start getting twitchy fingers and sending me messages. <laughs> I absolutely want Coco Golf to win. I met her dad the other day. He was really cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think Halep is feeling real good about her game right now. Mm -hmm. And Halep, she don't go nowhere. Right. You got to go right. out there and beat her. beat her. And I think she is going to press that golf forehand. And if that golf forehand ain't right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I have her meeting your girl. Caroline Garcia. Mm. Once again, I'm going off a of current form. Yes. She just recently won her first 1,000 mm -hmm. level tournament. Right. And I don't think there's anybody that I that I saw in her section of the draw that she would be scared of. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so I had her coming in over Sakari. Oh, okay. Okay. Because, uh, you know, that's about Sakari's breaking point <laughs> and, and a major. Um, and... In a matchup of, of styles, mm -hmm. um, I had Jabur facing Kasakina and I had Jabur coming through. Gotcha. Just because I think Jabur, once again, from an experience standpoint, is now going deeper in the majors. Right. And so this is going to feel like what she needs to do. Um, but they both have a lot of variety in their game. I just think that Jabur will edge this one out. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And then, believe it or not, in the bottom... Mm -hmm. Although I said Raducanu has a good chance of going home, I have Fernandez coming through. Interesting. And I have Fernandez taking out Contivate. Okay. Because I think, and I once again, I don't want this to happen, <laughs> but I do think Serena gets past her first round, mm -hmm. and I think she loses to Contivate. Okay. I think that's going to be such an emotional win for Contivate. I don't think she's going to be ready for Fernandez. I think that's. I think it's going to be so much press. I think she's going to have so many interviews after the match. I mean, I. That's going to be such a big deal to have potentially been the last person to beat Serena Williams. Right. I think it's going to be a huge distraction going into her next match, and I think Fernandez takes advantage of that. <laughs> right. Your thoughts on the bottom half? <laughs> okay, it is hilarious. Okay, this time we have a ton of similarities. Oh, okay. Yet slightly different. Outcomes. Okay. So I okay. really, really enjoyed all of the, everything that you mentioned. There. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, I have golf. Okay. Making it to the quarterfinals. That again is more heart versus head. 
because I have her taking out Simona Halep. I feel like she needs to figure out that equation. I agree. She's had enough opportunities to play her. It ain't like they've only played like once. They've played a few times now. Right. So they should be able to figure out, the camp should be able to figure out a strategy to be able to get past Halep. So even though it is a heart, I still feel like it is very much possible. So I have golf going through. I hope you are right. There you go. I... I absolutely, I don't even need to say anything additional. I have Garcia going in over Sakari because of the reasons that you stated perfectly. I also have Ange Jabur going through over Kazakina because of the things that you stated. So spot on. Last one. (laughs) And this is where it gets interesting. Uh Again, heart versus head. Right. I have Serena making it to the quarters. I hope you're right. I think that Contivate... Her, she has not been in good form mm-hmm. this year, in mm-hmm. fact. Um, she's been dealing, I believe, with them, some injuries, okay. and and she just has not been on form. Okay. If this were a normal Contivate, mm-hmm. I would say that, yeah, Contivate's going to going, going definitely take out Serena. Okay. The fact that it's not, I'm going to go with my heart on this one, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that Serena will get through that match, mm-hmm. and I also believe Serena will then get past Layla. I want to put all my money behind that. <laughs> I hope, 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 hope it plays out just like that. Yes, yes. So I have Goff versus Garcia, and I have Ons versus Serena for okay. my quarterfinals. Okay. So let's now take it to um, the quarters. I mean, we're the semis. Yes. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So starting at the bottom. Yes. I have Jabur taking out Fernandez. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I think, too much variety um, there. Mm-hmm. And I have Halep taking out Garcia. Gotcha. Just, like I said, too, I, f- I feel like Halep is too solid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there. And then up top uh-huh. for the semis, I hate this. <laughs> I don't want to say it. <laughs> I actually have Benchish taking out Osaka. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I think I think Osaka. I'm sorry that Benchich is a tough matchup for Osaka just because of how she takes the ball on a rise and she doesn't miss much. And Osaka can sometimes then go for too much right. in those in those scenarios. Right. Um, I want Osaka to win, but my mind is saying Benchich. Right on. And then I have Swiatek taking out Pagula. Gotcha. Yeah, we yeah. We are definitely going to have a fun mid-fortnight. Um, <laughs> so, going from bottom up, I actually have Ons taking out Serena. I think okay. that Ons is going to be the one to mm-hmm. kind of be able to to change her game up enough to be able to get past Serena. Okay. Which I think would be a good farewell because of the mm-hmm. fact that they're very good friends. And right. I think that that would be, in my opinion, a good farewell for Serena. So, right. I have that. And... Once again, <laughs> heart versus head. I have golf uh-huh. taking out Garcia. Okay. Because I just I just feel like Coco has a gritty enough game to be able to get past Garcia. Okay. And she's athletic enough, and I don't know if she has Garcia has the weaponry to be able to press Coco's forehand. Right. Um. So I have Ons and Golf in the bottom half semi. Up top, I have Rabakina taking out Benchich. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I actually have Pagula taking out Anna Samova. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Okay. So I have a Pagula versus Rabakina 
Okay. Semi-final. I mean, semi-final up top. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, finals. <laughs> I have a finals. My finals is the matchup of the doubles, doubles pair. Ah, that would be so cool. I have Pagula versus Coco Golf. Okay. How about you? I have the number one player in the row, Suratek, mm-hmm. against Halep. Nice. That's a that's that's a that's a spicy matchup too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, both of those finals mm-hmm. would be great finals. Mm-hmm. I prefer your final. Yeah. <laughs> um, but and then I have Suratek winning the U.S. Open. Nice. And as crazy as it sounds, and y- y'all like, well, you didn't vote on Coco up to this point. I actually would think though that Pagula would win the U.S. Open. And you know why I would love that? Mm-hmm. We are scheduled to talk to her coach, David <laughs> Witt, after the U.S. Open. That's right. So that would give us a lot to talk about. Well, even though we got a lot uh, to talk to David talk about, about anyway. Yeah, for sure. But. Yeah, that's. Wow. I, I have Pagula coming over golf in the in the U.S. Open final. Wow. Now, let me. I just want to ask you a question about your final. Yes. Do you think in that final, this could come into play? Pagula's never been to a Grand Slam final. Right. Golf has. Correct. I I think, and it goes back to what you were just talking about, the fact that from a coaching standpoint, you've got Coach David Witt, who was with uh, Venus Williams all those years. Right. All, pretty much all seven, I believe, of her Grand Slams were with David Witt. Um, I feel like he will be able to work with Pagula and and share a lot of those experiences and and really be able to get her ready. Pagula to me just has a very balanced mindset. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen her crack mentally. Okay. So I just feel like because of that reason and because of the backing that she has from him that 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 she'd be able to play her game and actually get past Coco. Oh. Yeah. You, uh, you, you don't think uh Patrick Murata glue would Come in with Coco Golf and, and and carry another black woman to uh, a Grand Slam title. No, Patrick Morazoglu needs to stick with uh, Halep and and quit trying to be all in everybody's business. And that's what we're gonna we're gonna leave that right there. <laughs> so people, I mean, we think this is, this is shaping up to being amazing a U.S. Open for this year. Yes. Um, for those of you that are gonna be here on site. Enjoy the live tennis. We pray that we get Venus and Serena as long as we can in the singles draw. Yes. And honestly, I can't wait till the doubles draw comes out because I want to see what their route looks like. They, you know, if they don't have to, if they only have to cover half the court and mm-hmm. they can just swing out and do what they do. Yep. Why not? You know. Why not? I I I absolutely think they will have a great shot of getting very far, if not winning, the women's doubles crown. Right. That mm-hmm. would. And you talking about. A way to go out. Whew. Come on now. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would be absolutely awesome. So, um, Isaac mentioned uh, next week we will be back uh, to face the music um, <laughs> and see which one of us was. Hopefully, hopefully, like you get like maybe the men's or the women's right, right and I right. get the other one right <laughs> so that one of us isn't just looking crazy completely. Um, but we'll be back to talk about what happened in the first week and, and, and maybe adjust some predictions going into week number two. Um, 
any final words, Isaac, you had for the listeners? No, I think you capped it great. I mean, it's going to be a great U.S. Open. So tune in, you guys. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Well, everyone enjoy, and we will talk to you soon. On behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Talk to you soon.